Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll talk about my quest to get the Peacock, and we'll also talk about Bill Belichick in the first round of the playoffs with Jason Lock and Four, and we'll get picks from James Carville and Jeff Ma. But first, commerce. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Can I say, I say, I, I, we don't need the one here. And he goes, no, no, use the one. I use the one. I get a recording that says this number is not in service. <laughs> I want to kill myself. And I want oh to kill myself. Well, I want to take the phone. I want to throw it through the window. Then I do it with the one. I do it both ways. And my recording says this number is not in service. How am I supposed to get Peacock, which they want to give me for free for two years if I can't do it? The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. And coming up, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. But first, do you want to play this? Adam is performing at oh, Magoobies. Yes. Let me just fade Magoobies. this down. What have you got? Uh, yes, he's in Magoobies, which is in Timonium, hun, um, just yep. north of Baltimore. I think if you take the Baltimore Beltway, 695, you can get there very easily. Uh, but yes, Adam left me this note for me, but for, for really all of us here. Hello, Nigel. It's Adam Ferrara. I wanted to wish Tony and Michael and you uh, a good new year, but it's too late. So happy Halloween. <laughs> I'm going to be at Magoobie's Joke House in Timonium. I'll be there Friday and Saturday. Love to come in, make Tony and Michael laugh and plug my dates. But in listening to the show, sounds like Tony's still upset about the Ryder Cup sweater. So I don't think it's going to be a good idea. <laughs> I think Live Golf is giving away moth-proof windbreakers. I don't know morally where he comes down on the whole thing, but... Uh, You get better swag over there. All right. Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Timonium. Love to invite Tony, but he ain't coming. But I will make the littles laugh if they show up. All right. Be well, my friend. No, I'm not going, but everybody else should go. I just don't go anywhere. I mean, you know, (laughs) but Adam is worth it. Adam's funny. Happy Halloween. Come on. That was funny. Okay. A couple of things. One is we're going to peek behind the curtain of the PTI show uh, so that I can explain everything that has happened. This has been a very bad week for me. I start working on the show at about 11 o'clock in the morning. I have a phone call with Matt Kelleher. We go over what the topics are going to be. And then I write the introductions. And then I write the happy trails and happy anniversary and the happy birthday. Those were written the night before. And and I I do all this writing. And, And then I prepare for the show. And I do a lot of writing to prepare for the show. Well, this week, twice, the happy birthday was canceled for reasons that you know, we can't talk about it. We found out something about the person who was supposed to be happy birthday that cast a poor light on that person. So we had to bag that, had to do a different one. Happy trails a couple of times. Um, Something more important happened than the happy trails that I wrote. And so had to do another one or ride home had to do another one. And I live with that. I understand that. But most of the time, the sacrosanct stuff is the order and the the stories we're going to do. In the A block. Well, this week, the A block was turned upside down at least twice. If you get breaking news, what's the best time of day for you to get it? Early. The earlier, the better. But I mean... So like Belichick the other day at 7.30 was great. 
Oh, well, that, but we knew, yeah. I mean, that was a matter of time. The Belichick thing was easy. In fact, I thought to myself yesterday when I was watching television, I was watching the early sports center at 7 o'clock, and at 7.15, they put in a signage that said, breaking news. And then they said it's being reported that Belichick and Robert Kraft are going to part ways. And they did, and they did a very good thing. They spent the rest of the hour just on Belichick. Because nothing is as important as that. Don't tell me the NBA on a weekday is as important as that. Don't tell me looking forward to the NFL games two days down the road is as important. It's not. No, they're making changes to the in-season tournament next year. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Belichick means everything. So I knew, in fact, I thought to myself, is there anything out there? Because the day before, and I'll get back to this, the day before I had to scramble. But I thought, is there anything bigger than Belichick resigning, leaving? He wasn't resigning. He got fired. Everybody, like grow up kids, he got fired because Robert Kraft wanted this outcome to happen. And I thought, well, what if LeBron James quit? No, because LeBron James is not the greatest basketball player of all time. Bill Belichick is the greatest NFL coach of all time. And then you go crazy, you know, you, you begin thinking about the OJ chase or something like that. But then it was suggested to me, well, what if at five o'clock Jim Harbaugh left Michigan? And I had to concede, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's fresher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up. People have had all day to think about Belichick, and yeah. It, and then I would have had to throw everything out again <laughs> because the day before I had to throw out a Russell Wilson story that I worked on. I had to throw out a Chicago Bears story that I had worked you on. You write everything by hand on a yellow legal pad. I do. Do you save this old copy or do you just throw it out? I throw it out when I'm done. I would love to see a binder full of these toss stories. I turn the other page over and use it for the next day. That's, I mean, just, you know, I recycle the yellow paper. But what happened was we had done a show. We were almost done or maybe we were done. And the news came across that Sabin had resigned. Or that Saban was planning to, and so we had to change. Yeah, we had to change the entire show. Of course, that went first. He's a greater coach in his discipline, even than Belichick is in his. It's yeah. real close, but he's won seven, <laughs> you know, and Belichick won six. So you have to do all these things, and then we had to go live on Wednesday, you know. And you always know when we go live because at the end of the show, I will look in the camera and I will say, "Live TV ain't nothing like it." <laughs> It's my favorite. We don't do it all that much. It's rare. It's rare. Sometimes we have to do the last block live, but it is rare that we have to do the first block live. Never the second, because that's a taped interview. You don't have to do that. You figure out the time around that. But we had to go live. And I will tell you that there is an adrenaline rush. And at my age, you think you're going to have a heart attack. You're not (laughs) sure you can get through it. And I worry. Well, am I going to make a mistake? Did I say anything wrong? Because it is live. We are not live. I have great admiration for the Sports Center people who go live. I do. Not only do they go live, but they have to fill sometimes. Something doesn't come out the way they want it to, and they've got 45 seconds to fill, and someone gets in their ear and says, Phil, yes, I've had this happen to me, and it's hard, and I have great admiration for every... I don't like every single one of them for a variety of reasons. I think some try to be funny when they're not funny, or some do something that I don't think is great. But I have great admiration for every single one of them because they're going live, and that's tough to do. So we had to do it. It was sort of fun 
It's sort of like writing for me. It's fun having written. It's not fun writing. <laughs> right, once it's it's fun having done it live. It's not fun doing <laughs> is it. Is it easier for you to get out of your own head when you do it live just because you know that there's a, there's a different sort of priority of getting something out? I am so worried about two things. The second thing, the lesser one, is that I'm going to make a mistake. The greater one is that Mike is going to say something and I'm going to not know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to go, what? You know, that I'm just like, what? What are you talking? You know, and I don't, you know, I'm really afraid of that. I'm really afraid of that. And he might be too. You know, that I'm going to do something that's going to be confusing or, or just sort of stops the show, stops the momentum, changes it in some way that doesn't really work. Anyway, I also mentioned at the top of the show that we have resolution on Peacock. And Nigel and I were at the house last night when I made a call to Jackie from Xfinity, from Comcast. I had gotten a call earlier in the day, 11.15, 11.30, from Monica, Monica who works for Comcast. And she said, I understand you're having some difficulty acquiring Peacock. And I thought, oh, do you listen? <laughs> no, somebody, of course, somebody listened and somebody told her. I'd like to offer you another cable box. And they went, I got four, <laughs> thank sure. you, and I only use one. I pay for four, $15 a month. So it's 60 bucks and I use one. But it gratified me enormously that someone listened to the show. Look, I mean, I, I, I understand how this works. Um, I am, to some degree, everybody who listens to the show, in my mind, I'm sort of your advocate when something goes wrong, that could have happened to you. And this is how I would advocate for you. But in truth, I'm advocating for me. And I understand that. I'm getting on this show, and you're probably thinking, wow, that's so cool that he can do that. And it is. And I would hope that you would get your own show, and you could do it as well. Yes. So they called. Somebody heard it. Somebody played it for somebody who played it for somebody. And it went up the chain. And somebody said to Monica, give this guy a call because we don't want to hear this again. <laughs> we don't want to hear this. So Monica gave me a call and said, at what time would be good uh, for Jackie to call? And I said, well, six would be great. And I told Nigel after we were done with PTI, we'll stay here and, and we'll wait for the call because I'm not going to be able to do this myself. There is no chance I'm going to be able to hit the right buttons and do this myself. And Jackie was terrific she really was she had patience she, had she listened to my dopey shtick about not being able to do it because i can't do it and then she how did she walk you through it well I, i've got peacock now. i just have to say there were lots of points we were trying to inter i could not do it myself they were trying to we were trying to enter passwords in so there's a lot of silence and we have her on speaker and she's just there the whole time to the point where like, she didn't leave us we're like jackie are you still there she's like yes <laughs> she didn't leave us no and she was great and she walked us through it we were able to do you the have thing. to press a lot of stuff on the TV with the remote. Right, so you have to you have to have a login versus say if they just turn the switch on their end to get you the red. Zone. Yes, you have to be a participant so in this. The key is getting up with. So the, if with, I don't have Nigel, I'm sitting here without cable. If you don't have Nigel, I'm on my way over. <laughs> yes, yes exactly. I don't, right, right. Exactly. I don't have cable. Bedtime gets pushed. And now yeah. I also would like to get it in the Delaware house, and there's zero chance I can do it. Because I can't do it myself. Yeah. There's zero chance. So it involves like scanning the QR code from the TV Just set. I don't know how to do that. Which, which communicates with your phone and all it syncs up. Can't do it. Yeah. And I, I was thinking we'd be able to do this with you, but. No. I don't. You know. It's going to be a no, bridge too far. I'm, an, I'm a Luddite. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not for this world. I'm not. But the jubilation in the room. 
I mean, if Walter Cronkite had been there, he would have been crying. It's wonderful. Yes. It's wonderful. And then, so I, we have it. Now, we have it for two years. I only really want it for two things. You just want it for the football game. I want it for the football game on Saturday, but I'm not even going to be miss it. here to see it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go out to Delaware because I got to go to Delaware. So I'm going to have to, you know, watch it at a bar or something like that. And it's the night game and I'm, I'm not going to make the whole game. Yeah. So I'm not going to actually Can I come it. over to your house to watch the game? You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have the peacock. Yeah, we need to have the peacock. So, uh, you know, I was very gratified. Did you watch the holdovers last night? Okay. So this is what I have to say. My hearing is so bad. That after, you know, 30 years of having things stuffed into your ears, and that's the only way I can hear. I cannot hear anything Carol says. Now, so then she starts shouting, and then she gets angry that she has to shout. And I say to her, you don't have to shout. It's just that you are in such a narrow band when you talk. There's no particular enunciation. If you would simply enunciate the words, if you had a little bit of variation to the way you delivered the words, I could hear it. And it just makes her angry. So anyway, so I have to watch everything now. Not sports, because I know what's going on in sports. I have to watch everything now with closed caption. You're not alone. We all have to do it. And I don't know how to get the closed caption. So Carol couldn't get it last night while watching the holdovers. Press hmm. the info button. It usually helps. Well, so I watched about 15 minutes of the holdovers and stopped. And I'll watch it again when I get... And then she finally said, I've got it. But I was tired. Yeah. I left by that point. So she watched it, I think, three times. You know, <laughs> I think she really liked it, but I don't know. You're going to start to notice that different streaming services have better closed captioning versus just your regular like, cable box. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to have it for... Because I can watch movies and series if I, if I have it. Yes, yeah, so you can see I can pick up about 50%, but that's really all I can pick up. I will say about the holdovers... That the Paul Giamatti character is wonderful. It's so well written. He's so awful as a human being. It's just a misanthrope. You know, it's, yeah. it's really nice. But I couldn't get any of the stuff the introduction, the kids. The introduction to him in the, in the teacher's quarters. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. happily failing kids. Yeah. <laughs> really Failed everybody. Was. Yeah. Of Failed course, the he's richest a... owner, the senator's kid. Yeah. Got in trouble for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a classics professor. <clears throat> right? Ancient yeah. history, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Cicero. Yeah. All that. Anyway, so, so we have, I have um, the peacock. Peacock. And then I got a call from my friend Chip from Comcast. Chip called and said, Why didn't you call me? He says, Are you happy now? I said, Yeah. Jackie was great. Monica was great. Everything was great. And he goes, Why didn't you call me? And I go, Because I've got a podcast and it was easier to <laughs> scream and yell. And I figured maybe you'd hear down the road. And I said, Everything is good. And so they look after me because we are. Long-time customers, and not only are we long-time customers of regular cable television, they also help with PTI. Oh, yes, you know, that's right. We are Comcast business people as well. Yeah. And I can't do that either. Oh, the only thing I can do is if you say, flip the switch, that's it. I say, this one? And they say, yes, and that's it. Anything else? You know, that thing you did with the code? Yeah. I don't know. That's like asking me to do self-checkout. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I can't do that. Michael is scowling at me because he feels I could learn how to do that. And perhaps I could. No, I'm not scowling. I'm, I'm actually at the point now where I'm overwhelmed with trying to remember all the passcodes. And you just say, give me regular cable. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. I, I don't want it anymore. I don't want all these passcodes. Yeah, it's, uh, that, that's too much. Because you got to know your, your Xfinity password, then your Peacock password. And the problem just... with all this is your regular cable Xfinity remote is such an easier interface than anything you can do with streaming. Yeah. 
Oh, it is? It, ju- it just, it makes sense to you because it's what you've had. Yeah. So it's, I got it and, uh, you know, and I'll miss the game. <laughs> but next year there'll be more games. I have two years of this. Yes. You know, before I have to cancel. Yeah. Which I will do. You'll forget. <laughs> I will forget we'll for two ro- months. We'll I'll get, get your rocket, rocket money. money. Yeah. I'll get rocket money. How much do I have to pay them to cancel? <laughs> it's got to be a balance. We'll take a break. Jason Lock and Fora, when we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a band called The Henrys. We have played them before. One of my grandchildren is named after this band. I hope this finds you well, Brian Toll of The Henrys writes. I have another song to humbly submit on behalf of The Henrys. You played our song Take My Hand in February last year. We were so thrilled to hear our song on your show. The Henrys are a rock band who have a little something for everyone from southern to straight up hard rock. This song is Whiskey Talking. It will be included in the Henry's upcoming second album to be released later this year. It's a cautionary tale about falling under the undue influence of the devil's drink. The Henry's are based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, though I, Brian Toll writes, live in the Manassas, Virginia area. A video for Whiskey Talking is currently accessible via or via the Henry's YouTube channel. Lovely song. Michael, if people like the Henry's want to play original music on this show, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornizershow.com. And it plays in Jason Lock and Fora, and I'm supposed to read, and I will read. We're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Fora, host of the podcast In the Huddle, covering the entire NFL. And I like to read this. This one makes me even more happy. From Mark Daly in Wellington, Jason, in New Zealand. Due to your perfect reads of Jason Lockenfor's introduction, (laughs) I have been viewing Jason's In the Huddle podcast on the YouTube. I needed more of Jason's stupendous rants. (laughs) Viewing an episode today, which was recorded prior to the announcement of Mike Vrabel's firing, Jason perfectly predicted that the firing would happen and the reasons why. You are correct, Jason is great, and you have increased the viewing to his podcast and the much sought-after demographic of the over-60s in Wellington, New Zealand. (laughs) Get the marketing weasels on the job. How do you feel about that? You should feel good. I feel great. That's that's awesome. Um, Yeah, we... Listen, we don't just like we we demographic scrumographic. We're we're just happy to have eyeballs and uh, and ears okay. on us. So okay. no, thank you very much, and thank you uh, to everyone in New Zealand who's listening. That's awesome. Let's start with the three guys who are out of jobs. You know that we in the last few days, mm-hmm. Vrabel, which apparently was not a surprise to you, which was a sort of surprise to me. Carol, which was a surprise to yes. me. And Belichick, which is not a surprise because we've been talking about it for two years. Yeah. But how surprised are you at these things? And do you think any or all of them will coach again? Um, well, certainly Mike Vrabel will. Uh, not, not far from certain with the other two. Um, and, and the Belichick thing, you know, I've been kind of, talking to people and reporting on and sizing up for months because it, it was inevitable. And uh, more people than not told me they didn't see, an, you know, an, a natural combination, that they had 
serious reservations that there would be a fit for him as a head coach, you know, as a football czar, as a VP of football operations or whatever title we can concoct, that's a different story. Um, and, and yeah, they expected that there'd be plenty of people who would want Bill Belichick involved um, in some degree or another in, in how they uh, run their operation. But to be the head coach... Um, I don't know. You know, it, there's a lot that goes into that. And he, he, again, there's the element of age and how long is he going to do this and what's it been like lately without Brady and who is the staff because, you know, they've done weird things there. I mean, they had Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator, you know, like the whole Patricia judge thing. Like, there's there's been a lot. So, I don't know, Tony. I, I think not. Um, Pete Carroll. It's it's kind of a, a similar thing there. Um, both these, you know, both these guys have done a lot. I would say Belichick, at least his defense has remained stout. You know, Pete Carroll's defense has been bad. And and when the team that they're with finally decides that this isn't for us, you know, how many other people are going to be like, yeah, I I want that at this point in their careers for X, Y, or Z reasons. Um, so I don't know. Can I, I know. Uh, give you an idea that our producer on PTI, Matt Kelleher, had yesterday? Mm-hmm. That <coughs> excuse me. That if I had had time on the PTI show, I would have come out with. He says that Carol should go back to USC as the defensive coordinator. Lincoln Riley would just have to run the offense, and we both felt that if that happened. They would go through the Big Ten like a chainsaw. Yeah, um, that's interesting. They obviously aren't going to have uh, the same the same quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if that's something. Like, I'm not sure where Pete Carroll is, and if something like that would appeal to him, um, you know, sufficiently. But well, I mean, you could also say like, oh well, Belichick go to Alabama for a couple years. Well, I mean, and I just keep, I, I just see Pete Carroll as go. as being vibrant. As yeah. looking thirty years younger than he actually is, he just yes, yes. So and he would love, I guess, being around the kids again. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he's going to need some time to to sort of process this whole thing and right. and make and make sense of it because. And again, I'm not saying that he had done enough, you know, that he should have just been bestowed with a, a job, you know, for as long as he wanted one there. But with that situation being what it is, which is, you know, Paul Allen passed away a few yeah. years ago and it's yeah. in the family trust to a certain point and then everybody believes they're going to sell. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in the league who doesn't think that team is sold in the next 18 months to two years. You know, then well, why wouldn't you just keep him until, you know, but obviously that's, that's not what happened. Um, my, my hunch is he's not an NFL head coach next year. And, okay. and you know, Vrabel is, is going to have numerous He'll have opportunities. A job. So you have, there are eight openings from the beginning of the year on. That's 25% of the teams. So far, no playoff team has an opening. But you write in the Washington Post that if Mike McCarthy loses, he could go, right? Oh, I think he's gone. You think Sirianni, if he loses at Philadelphia, he could go, Yes. Yeah. Yes, that oh, would th- that would be ten. You think you think McCarthy's gone whenever he loses? 
Um, mm, I wouldn't say that, but okay. I mean, a, a, a loss this weekend, um, especially now with the Seattle thing open and Dan Quinn obviously uh, spent a lot of time there. Right, Dan Quinn became a, a well-known defensive coordinator there. Dan Quinn won Super Bowl, you know, a Super Bowl there, almost a yep. couple. I, I, I can't imagine Jerry Jones losing Dan Quinn. So, and even if that element wasn't there, still, this this is the kind of loss that does get you fired. Um, they're over a touchdown favorite. They're playing a team that just barely got into the playoffs. They're playing them at home where they haven't lost, although they certainly should have lost to the Lions, but they got yes. an assist from the, from the, from the referees. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, this is, this is the knock on McCarthy. This is the knock on that franchise that they come up small when, you know, you kind of come to expect it. Yeah, I, I, to me... From everything I've heard, I think this is a must-win game for okay. McCarthy. You know, and then Sirianni, like, if they're going to be putting together a whole bunch of other pieces in that staff, and they are, and if they were to lose this game and the bottom falls out and, and you've now lost to Arizona, the Giants, and then this would be losing to the Bucks in a week in which Baker Mayfield didn't even really practice. Um and you were ten and one, and it looked like you know you had a pretty good operation there and a pretty good roster. Yeah, I, I think there'll be there would at the very least there would be some really um, heartfelt conversations and exchanges of information between people in that front office and the owner. And could those conversations lead to a point where it's like, well, for all we're going to hire four or five different assistant coaches or whatever then what are we really doing here? And are there some people out there who we think might be able to get this thing right back on the tracks faster than what we're doing here, you know, sort of trying to, 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 to glue it back together and see if Humpty Dumpty's got another run in him? Uh, yes, I think things could get very interesting in Philadelphia. Okay. <clears throat> are there any games of the games that are being played this weekend? Are there any that are of particular interest to you? I mean, I, I think most of them, to me, are, are really interesting for one reason or another. I mean, the thing Monday night again, you know, if, if Hurts, I mean, that's interesting to me, but in a, you know, kind of in a freak show way, like, if both quarterbacks are hurt, you know, and and both of these teams had their warts and limitations to begin with, like, that, that might not be uh, the most entertaining game in the history right. of the world, but there's right. some subplots going on there. You know, and Tampa's another one, like, I, I mean... Todd Bowles is probably okay, but I don't think it's absolute certainty. Um, I, look, these other games, I, I think, by and large, have something you know compelling or another going for them. Um, I think the Browns are far from done, and I think you know the Joe Flacco back in Baltimore game feels maybe inevitable is too strong of a word, but I think we're headed in that direction. And, uh, you know, it's Stroud's first playoff game. Uh, this this Browns thing has obviously been incredibly interesting since week 13 when this old gunslinger took over. He has a chance to become the winningest playoff quarterback on the road in NFL history. Um, 
I'm not sure that the you know the other AFC games are going to be super exciting because we've got the the specter of some extreme and severe potential weather. Yeah, in but Kansas that's City, certainly interesting and different, and that's that's January football. Um, you know, does this Chiefs operation look any smoother, or is that a moot point because you know it's minus 500 or whatever's going to happen there? Um, both of these sort of revenge games in the NFC, yeah, I think they're going to be. High scoring. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Detroit. Like Detroit Rams is is something yeah. that I would want to watch. Yes, I mean yeah. just the whole golf versus yeah. Stafford thing and Stafford going back to Detroit. And I like the underdog in both those games, and 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 I, I think they're both live on the money line for me. I, I think the underdog can win outright in both those games. I don't think the Rams need three and a half. Um, I'll take the seven and a half gladly with the Packers, but I'll also make a smaller play um, on the Packers winning outright. If that game is close at the half, um, I, I would certainly be doubling down on the Packers and live betting them on the on the, the halftime money line if they're down by you know three or, or you know if that game's tied. The longer that's close and tight, I just I, I think Lafleur is a better coach than McCarthy. I think Lafleur will have far less pressure on him than McCarthy. I think LaFleur's quarterback is pretty damn good, too. And that's a game I think Dallas needs to run away and hide and be able to try to tee off on Jordan Love and not have to worry about stopping the run that much and not, you know, just be in a position to bleed the clock in the second half and tee off on a young quarterback. If that's not the game script, then I think they're in a little bit of trouble. And Dallas's defense... The final six games of the year, the final third of the season, was dregs of the league. Uh, it was like bottom seven in the league in yards allowed per play, and I believe bottom four in the league in opponents' points per drive produced. I think the defense is overrated. I think the defense needs to play with the lead because the defense has issues stopping the run. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I think both those should be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I had no idea what the numbers were, but I agree with the overall sentiment on all of those things. And I think that uh, as a result of having to put together a happy anniversary today for PTI, it's Joe Flacco um, throwing a ball to Jacoby. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, that, that got them into an overtime, which they won yes. on the road. And, and I know that you had said this. I will tell people that Joe Flacco in his career has won seven road playoff games. The only person who's, who's won seven as well is Tom Brady, who was in yes, like sir. 87 playoff <laughs> games. And I will say that Joe Not Flacco... Not on the road, though, Tony. No, right, that's right. That's right. Joe Flacco's 10-5 and five overall in playoff games. You would never have thought that. You, nobody would have thought that. He's 10-5 and five overall, so he's comfortable in these things. I, I do want to see... I do want to see that game because I think sort of the winner of that should be coach of the year. Because I think those yeah. are the two main candidates, Stefanski and Ryans, right? Yes, I think they'll get a lot of the votes. It'll be interesting to see how yeah. that... Um, okay. All right, plug your radio out. show. Sure, thank you, sir. Uh, you can listen to me from 2 to 6 every uh, weekday on Inside Access in Baltimore. And yeah, it is mostly it's pretty local, but we hit on some national stuff as well. Uh, you could... Check that out, even in New Zealand, I believe, on the Odyssey app, or certainly streaming uh, at www.1057thefan.com. 
I prefer to call it 105 to 7 tone. I just think it sounds better. It does. I think, you know, like everybody's that. got a fan. Yeah, so that's I, right. I think I like 105 to 7, but it, it is technically 105.7 the fan. Thank you, Jason. Jason no, thank Lockenfora. You. Thanks, guys. Thank that you was Odyssey NFL Insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including New Zealand. We will come back with Carvel and Ma, maybe. We're hopeful on Carvel. Maybe. We're hopeful. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. Well, you wake up in the morning, boy. You hear the ding-dong ring. Then you look upon the table, boy. You see the same darn thing. Paul Evans and the Midnight Special. This is James Carville's walk-up music. Sadly, he's not with us today. He's not walking up, is he? Yeah, he's not doing it. But he sent us his picks, so before we get to Jeff Ma, we'll deal with Carville. Um, And we should say that this week's picks with James Carville and Jeff Ma are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. So James, Jeff was the only human who had a winning record last week. Yes. Neither Chuck Todd nor Carville did. Carville was 2-3. and three, So he is, by some measure, 65-60-1. You're making money. He's plus 5. And if you give him Jaden Daniels, which he insists upon, <laughs> he he's 77-60-1 because that was a 12-1 shot. Here's what he wants this week, and Jeff is on the line, so he'll listen. He wants the Browns at the Texans just to do the over. Over 44. Browns at Texans, over 44. That's indoors. They're not high-scoring teams, but it's indoors. It's not bad weather. Yeah. He's got Kansas City minus 4.5 over Miami. That's going to be bad weather. <laughs> it's going be... to be bad weather for both teams, and we'll get into this with Jeff. Bad yeah. weather for both teams, but Miami's really not used to this. Carville wants Green Bay plus seven at Dallas, similarly to Jason Lock and Forum. Yes. He also wants the L.A. Rams plus three and a half at Detroit, similarly to Jason Lock and Forum. And then he's got um, a, a bet that I didn't even know you could make, but I guess you sort can. Sort of a weird prop bet. Josh Allen, the Buffalo quarterback, Carville's got over eight and a half rushing attempts. So that means at least nine rushing attempts. Yeah. That really seems like a lot for a quarterback to me, but those are Carville's bets, and now we have Jeff. And Jeff was three and two last week. Jeff is 51, 41, and two, so he's plus 10. And I, I, will, I need to ask two questions before we get to your picks. One is the effect of weather in the playoffs. Kansas City is supposed to be below zero, in terms of the line, because everybody can see the weather coming. And then the effect of last week, certain teams sat people out and certain teams did not. The Detroit Lions, for example, did not sit anybody out, got Phil Laporta hurt. Um, he says he can go on on Sunday, but can you deal with those two issues in terms of the line? Yeah, I mean, the the game I think that's even more interesting from a weather perspective may be Buffalo where the winds, there's a, the chance that these winds are going to be in like the 50-mile-per-hour gust. Uh, there's like a window of time leading up to that game, and they think by game time they may diminish. But that total was around 41, went down to 36, is down to 35 and a mm-hmm. half. Where it's also affecting is the point spread in that game because you would probably see – a, a line above 10, you know, Buffalo minus 10 and a half, that kind of thing. But with, with 
scoring likely to be so suppressed. Um, they just, they, you just can't see a spread that gets that high because the number of points being scored expected is just going to be so low. In that Miami-Kansas City game, yeah, it's you know, Miami, obviously that line probably would be closer to three. Um, when these two teams played in London, Miami ended up favored. So you can see how much people's perception has changed since that game. And also you can see also what people are thinking from a weather perspective. Like this weather thing is not just, you know, the outdoor piece. It's, it's living in these places that are cold versus warm. Your body just doesn't acclimate. Yeah. And you're, you, you tend to perform much, much worse. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, that the line move on Miami is somewhat justified. And also, obviously, you have a situation, as you mentioned, where there's just injuries all over the place. Miami on defense is barely going to be able to string together a defense. They're signing people literally, and this is the correct use of the word literally, off the street, because um, I think they were just walking around signing people. And so, um, you know, it's it's just uh, it, it, the, the game you talked about with Detroit and the Rams is a really great example because we know that the impact of having a bye is about 1.2, 1.3 points on the point spread. So, but we we don't know what the difference is in sort of resting versus right. versus going for it. You have to think there's some impact there. Um, Detroit totally went for it. And, and what's interesting is, is is James is still claiming this line is LA plus three and a half. It's, it's not. It's LA plus three because LA has taken a lot of money, um, and I think people like the Rams there because of the fact that one of the factors is that Detroit is not as rested as the Rams are. I would think that earlier in the week, we give Chuck Todd whatever the spread is then and ask him to pick a game. I would think he's feeling pretty good having picked Pittsburgh plus 10 at Buffalo. If, if what you're saying, if, if that weather suppresses the total points, it's easier for Pittsburgh to get within 10. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just think the question is how many points is Pittsburgh going to be able to score? Right. And, you know, obviously the reason James likes that prop of, you know, the Josh, Josh Allen, Allen eight and a half rushes is because he's expecting him not to be able to pass because of the, the wind. And so what what's going to happen is he's going to go back and he's going to tuck it and he's going to run. Um, there may not be that many design runs, but there may be that many scramble runs. Okay. Well, give us your picks. All right, I'm just going to pick all six games because sure. there's six of them. So I'm going to take Cleveland uh, minus the two uh, over Houston. Um, this is a little bit of a weird game. I mean, obviously these two teams played on Christmas Eve, and Cleveland was actually a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The difference there, obviously, was C.J. Stroud versus Davis Mills. Yep. And so you got to think that C.J. Stroud is actually worth more than that. So, um, But I, this is a situation where Cleveland um, – you know, a little bit more, I think, veteran savvy there. Uh, a lot of it is Miles Garrett. I, but I, I do like them to win, although the line is a little bit um, – I, I understand why this this is taking Houston money because this was Cleveland minus three at one point and it is coming down. Okay. I'm actually going to take Miami plus the four and a half. Um, as much as I don't like all the injuries and all everything that's going on, I just think this is too many points for a Kansas City team that – you know, has lost to teams worse than Miami and has struggled with teams worse than Miami. And so, you know, hopefully I, I trust Dick Fangio and Mike McDaniel to put something together that allows them to stay within the number here. I think I might go the other way because of the weather, but okay, what do you got next? I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus the 10. We talked a little bit about this overall scoring and, and whatnot, and I'm going to hope that that, you know, wind cyclone la- window lasts 
into this game and creates a game where it's, there's a lot of running and Pittsburgh it's just a messy game and it's a low-scoring game and Pittsburgh loses by a touchdown or something like that. Okay. I'll take Green Bay plus the seven. Obviously, this was seven and a half. It's come down. Um, I, I like their ability to be able to score against Dallas. Green Bay has been, you know, that, that win against Chicago was, was actually really impressive given everything that we talked about. Um, I picked against them last week. Um, Dallas at home, there's this narrative about how great they are and they have been great. Uh, but I just think the seven points and Green Bay's ability to score, you have two ways to win this. One, it's a close game, and two, Jordan Love gets you through the back door at the end of the game. Okay. I'm going to take the Rams plus the – and if three-and-a-halves are being given out, I'll certainly take the Rams plus the three-and-a-half. You but, get it. Um, the Rams have been one of the best teams down the stretch, um, and, you know, they they've they you know almost beat Baltimore, and Baltimore took overtime, and, and you know, they, they've – they are seven and one down the stretch, and – um, Detroit, I, I do think as much as you know, everyone likes the Dan Campbell story and, and the you know bravado of him, I don't know if it's smart to do what he did. And you go into a situation now where your team is not rested because the NFL is a brutal sport. Um, I actually think the Rams are going to pull the upset here. Okay. And then I will take Philly. Um, I think this is the one team that Philly could match up with that they're in a good situation to win. Tampa is pretty beat up. Uh, Mayfield's beat up, and uh, Philly is in a situation, um, you know, where hopefully they they will rebound in this game and win this game. This game opened at two and a half, and the sort of professional betters took it up to three. So maybe it goes back down, but probably three is going to be the number. So three, okay, and that's that's. Uh, do I disagree? I can't. It's so hard for me to believe that Philadelphia has been this bad for this long. At the back end of the season, but Tampa, yeah, I think they're so lucky to play Tampa Bay. I just think that's really great fortune on their part. Who's on Bet the Process this week? Uh, we have ESPN's Mike Clay on. He's a kind of a fantasy guy and does a lot of player projections. And we talk a lot about how you project out player performance based on you know things like the quarterback, sort of cornerback, wide receiver matchups, like a situation like. Uh, Kansas City, how do you analyze that game? Because Legereus Sneed is such a good cornerback, and he can shut down number ones, but he's not going to be able to shadow Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill is like impossible to shadow because he's always in motion. Um, so Tyreek Hill will still have a great game. But we talk a lot about the analytics around projecting uh, player performance, and Rufus really nerds out and gets really excited. <laughs> so it's a good episode. <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Jeff. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Tony. Jeff Ma, boys and girls. Um, we will take a break. Let me just say this week's picks with James Carville. We have his picks, at least. And Jeff Mobb and brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Uh, we will come back with email and jingle. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening, You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. County High School drumline in Just Florence, Kentucky. <laughs> I've been movie, to Florence, yes. South Flash Carolina. I think I've been to Florence, Kentucky also. Oh, really? I think so. I know I've been to Florence, South Carolina. That's just great. 
Uh, Bethesda Bagel ad? Yes, before I get into the Bethesda, uh, the Bethesda Bagels ad, I would like to say congratulations to Cece from Bethesda Bagels, who is getting married today. Wonderful. So Mazel Tov. Absolutely. Yeah, she always takes care of us. She's That's phenomenal. Great. We love Cece, so That's congrats. Um, but yes, Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. And before we get to the mailbag, let me just say Monday morning feels so bad. Everybody seems to nag me. <laughs> Coming Tuesday, I feel better. Even my old man looks good. Wednesday just don't go. Thursday goes too slow. I got Friday on my mind. I knew this song, Friday on my mind. I could not figure out who had done it. And at one point, I knew it wasn't the new beats, but it sounded sort of like that in my head, and then I got it. It's the easy beats. <laughs> yes, took me did. about two full minutes. Yeah, but you but got I it. I got it. You did. The easy beats. Thanks to our guest today, Jason Lockin Ford, Jeff Ma. Thanks as well to our sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Here are some emails to read. From Michael Gust in Port Hope, Michigan. It's a very small email. Just wanted to say thanks for your podcast. Isn't that nice? That's must very be nice. to the wrong show. It's just very nice. <laughs> From Tyler DeVos, Norfolk, Virginia. I'm sorry to hear about your struggle with acquiring Peacock. I can't help but wonder if the promotion read free Peacock subscription in two years <laughs> rather than for two years could be a simple misunderstanding on your part of what you're expected to endure to earn such a sweet deal. Best of luck. Well, we've satisfied that, as we all know. <laughs> um, from Nick Sharkey, who emails us a lot, <clears throat> from Escanaba, Michigan. Did I hear correctly that you're going to Doha to talk about how to sign up for Peacock? That's very funny. <laughs> Um, Brian Pyle and Darby in England. Let's get this over with. The worst song of all time is Sisyphus Rocks. I wrote it and sang it only once at 3 a.m. in my Chicago apartment circa January 1993. There are witnesses. They won't talk about it. That's funny. That's funny. From Emory in Watertown, Massachusetts. I don't think it's been mentioned to this point, but surely Spill the Wine by War Ooh. has to be on the list of terrible songs, right? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, it's on the list because by that point, Eric Burden had stopped being great. Yeah, he was a leaping gnome at that a point. A long-haired leaping gnome. No, yeah. he wasn't any good. From Brian Nemo in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, on Tuesday's show, I perked up during your unpaid promo for Ronnie Newmeyer's Everly Brothers tribute concert. Not because I'm going to travel 500... That's this weekend, right? Yes. Not because I'm going to travel 519 miles to the Creative Cauldron to see the show, but because you referenced the show you went to 20 years ago. I said to myself, hey, I know that show. That's the one... Uh, that's the dope was... That's the one some dope was talking about on that stinking show I listened to 20 years ago. I flashed back to listening to you and Andy Poley in my corporate car that whole summer. My job was transporting urine specimens across town. Oh, my. Yeah, I thought that was Harry job. <laughs> Bet you never thought about how that cup of pee gets from the doctor's office to the lab. Thanks for the vivid flashback and for encouraging your listeners to focus on their aim next time. They're at the it's like the CDL test. That's funny. Um, did you have to do that for the... For CDL? Oh, it was a stressful day at school. They oh. follow you into the bathroom. Oh, okay. Uh, Steve is sick of fan. Tuesday night, my Nebraska Cornhusker <laughs> basketball team, coached by Fred Hoiberg, 
upset the number one ranked Purdue Boilermakers. It was the fourth time a Nebraska team did this. The first time was in 1958 when NU beat number one Kansas State and the NU coach was Fred's grandfather, Jerry Bush. For a little more ancient history in the game, before the K-State game, Nebraska upset number four ranked Kansas, led by none other than Wilt Chamberlain. I was a high school sophomore at the time. I was privileged to watch both games. The KU game was the most exciting with an unbelievable ending. As time dwindled down the second half of a tie game, one of Nebraska's starting guards got leg cramps. Jim Kubaki, an injured senior guard sitting on the bench in a suit, talked Coach Bush into letting him play. He ran back to the locker room, put on his uniform, got back in time to get on the court in the last two minutes wearing his huge knee brace. He ended up taking the last shot for the win and made it. If that had been a movie script, it would have been rejected as ridiculous. The overall Nebraska season wasn't that great, but those two wins made up for everything else. One final note was how long ago this was. I distinctly remember clouds of cigarette smoke uh, eddying around the rafters of the old Nebraska Coliseum way back when, indeed, from Steve the Sycophant. It's wonderful that he has that kind of memory for that kind of detail. I, I, Boy, I don't. From Rick DeSedlo in East Winthrop, Maine. To Connor Erickson, who emailed about the grilled cheese, he wrote that he didn't want to wait for his Kerrygold butter to warm to room temperature, thus discovering the mayo grilled cheese. He could have just popped it in the microwave. <laughs> yes, he could have. Uh, here's one from Shad. It's a haiku from Maggie. She ate your money. She brought dog joy to the littles. One hell of a dog. She was. She was a great dog. She was. Duct taped that great fridge. Dog. Um, <laughs> Duchess, right? Yeah. yeah. Who is this from? I don't know who this is from. It doesn't say. Walking home on M Street in DuPont this week, I saw a gray Mercedes SUV seemingly idling while someone grabbed Thai takeout from Sura Thai. Good food, Michael. The non-Subaru had personalized DC plates. I am PTI and was driven by an old white man with limited hair. Can anyone identify who has such great license plates? Has Mr. Tony already reserved I was PTI plates (laughs) for retirement? I have no idea who that would be. You need to find those plates. I am PTI. I would have to think it's somebody associated with the show. Do I know an old white man with limited hair? No, I I can't say that I do. Wow. From Rory Kimberlin in Gardner, Maine. On Monday's pod, while discussing the collapse of the Eagles, you turned to Michael and asked, you went to school in Philadelphia. You always do that. What happened to the Eagles? We all agree your son is a very smart guy. But after more than 50 years in the sports reporting business... (laughs) Your qualification for analyzing a pro team's performance this year is that he went to college in that town over a decade ago? I've been to Disney World. I wish, World. a decade ago. Yeah, it's longer. I've been to Disney World dozens of times, so let me know when you'd like to have me on PTI to discuss the Orlando Magic. It's a brilliant email, Rory. P.S. My 95-pound doodle once ate an ant trap as a puppy. I almost sold the house rather than clean up what came out of it. Um, my name is Kevin Stallions. I hate the most famous stallions is considered a cheater. My family, except my grandfather, a known card cheater, are normal people. Our dog eats our prized meals. We get screwed by insurance company. We can't get free peacock, and we think moth babies are moths. I hope one of my sons can one day bring honor to our family. Also, we wear white on our bicycles. This is signed Kiki Stahl. It's really lovely. Yes. Um, it doesn't matter that, it's, that your name is Kevin Stallions. You have one L. Yeah. The other Stallions, Connor Stallions, has two Ls. It's two. So while it sounds the same, it's not the same. And from our friend Charlie Burtz in Springfield, Virginia. It seems that Ron Rivera's fate was pretty much sealed when his defense could no longer stop even the weakest of offenses. When asked about what was causing the line to have such easy gaps, he simply answered, quote, 
moths, <laughs> unquote. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. Laws in gain! Kappa walk. It's all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Big is in. Take off. It's blazing saddles, kids. It's blazing saddles.